I could give a about North Carolina right now. You know, beating them is, is always a good thing. Do you describe this one? Love you little bro. Love you too, bro. Off to the side. Carter couldn't do it. Loose, scrambling on the ball. Goes over. Duke wins it. 77-75. Look at Wojciechowski, senior day, emotion galore. Look at him right there. He'll be a future coach here at Duke. No doubt about it. He's looking for his coach. He says, I love you, coach. I love you. There it is. Banks gets off the shot. That's it. One second. Capel shot. Close to 30 every year. I could give a about North Carolina right now. This is the Five Boy Play Podcast, the Die Hard Duke Basketball Fans Podcast. It is here. You got to kill us when you had the chance. Go to hell, Carolina. Go to hell. Yes, sir. I mean, I don't know about you, but I, I got to get chills when I hear those those intros that you played there. Yes, sir. <laughs> the, the long history of this rivalry, man. Yeah, I love it. In I camera. It. And, you know, obviously that game Saturday night uh, back in Cameron, we got we got a huge chip on our shoulder. There's a lot of things we got to get to with UNC. So we'll get to all of that. Let's do a couple recaps real quick. Um, two, two wins for Duke, two wins mm-hmm. that we predicted. We ended that nine-game stretch. The, the, the nine-game stretch that we told you guys about, AC, you and I were spot on six and three. You actually nailed every single game. Congratulations to you! Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now these Fan two games, one hundred percent. I want to give a shout out to uh, to Jeff and and Jason Cable. Jason Cable does not get enough credit. Um, Jason Cable, yes! he is he's he's phenomenal on the court for UNC, leading them to the eight and twenty record, and then he's even better as an assistant coach, beating mm-hmm. UNC um, twice this Didn't year. Did he so. take them to the Final Four though? Big shout oh, out to, uh, to Jason Cable. Um, he was there. So, uh, I mean, he, yeah, he was there. Um, <laughs> he got dumped up by Mike Dunleavy. You can point that out. <laughs> anyway, um, so, so a little before I, my time. Uh, yeah, exactly. All right. So, uh, two, two wins. I mean, I'm not really sure what, what we even need to talk about here with the Georgia Tech game, 8643. Uh, Georgia Tech's terrible. They, oh, yeah. they, they just they, lost to Louisville. Right. I was just going to say, Jack, to put it in perspective how bad they are, they just lost to Louisville. So, um, you know, they're 1-11. They're horrible. We we took care of business. That was what you can take from that. Uh, mm-hmm. I was at the game uh, the other night. So, you know, I kind of want to focus on that one against Wake. It, Real quick, uh, I will say with the Georgia Tech thing, did yeah. it surprise you guys to hear the stat about that being the second highest road win that we've ever had. Cause that, that surprised the hell out of me. ACC road win. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, did, I did not expect that. You know, it's, it's, it kind of goes to just how, I mean, I, I don't want to take a whole lot away from us, but it just kind of goes to show you how bad Georgia Tech is. Oh yeah. And, and how yeah. good the ACC has been in the past and everything. It's, I mean, it's just surprising with all the great teams that Duke has had in the ACC this was number two in history. So I, was, I thought that was pretty cool. And I think yeah. it's pretty cool that we probably don't have to see Josh Pastner and his stupid face ever again in the ACC after the season. Oh, and that, I heard that they gave him a contract extension after losing to Louisville. So, um, <laughs> but anyway, 
Uh, so I mean, he's really he's really milking that ACC tournament title. So um, you mean the one fun. from the year that two teams got pulled in the middle of the game in the tournament? Yeah, 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 yeah that, that's, that's, that's the one. Yeah, that doesn't count. Uh, that's the one. So uh, yeah. So anyway, so the the Wake Forest game. Uh, as I said, I was there. I thought that you know it was the Jeremy Roach show early. It was, mm-hmm. you know, he kind of was the guy that, you know, when we had trouble scoring and, and you know, as we some sometimes tend to do, he was the guy that kind of put us on our back, on, on his back, and, and just said, we're going to get buckets. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see, what did you take away from, from that game? I thought it was pretty gritty, even in the second half when it got a little bit tighter. Uh, Duke just kind of, you know, held their own. And I know it was 75-73, but that game was kind of over um, after the huge three from Flip. Yeah, no, after... I mean, Duke dominated most of that game. And one of the things that I took away from that game was just the fact that we were able to score with a team that can score. Like Wake Forest is a team that can score points. And when you play them, that's a game that you have to score points yourself. And we did it like we we were able to do so. I mean, turnovers only had 13 turnovers in the game, still keeping the turnovers fairly low, which I, I like to see. We were out rebounding them for most of the game and ended up out rebound 37 27. But I mean, really, we just, it, it wasn't really anything about defense. It wasn't anything other than just we found ways to put the ball in the bucket. And like you said, shouts to Jeremy for really being the one to do that. And then Tyrese Proctor kind of took over when Jeremy couldn't score in the second half. And then Flip was making big buckets down the stretch, man. Like that's, that's what winning teams do. Like it doesn't always have to be pretty, it doesn't always have to be textbook. Sometimes it just has to be. I'm going to go get mine and hope you can get yours too. And Duke was, I mean, we were winning, you know, pretty comfortably most of the game because of that. Yeah. It, it, you know, Jack, um, to kind of follow up on that, I, I felt like defensively, uh, you know, AC, you were saying during our, our group chat that, you know, you thought that we had trouble guarding Appleby. I don't know who was going to stop him that night. Jack, do you kind of feel like, it was a defensive breakdown on our end for our guards, or is Appleby just kind of that dude? Appleby's good, but I also think it was part of the game plan to let him get going and don't let him be a distributor. Because he is a phenomenal distributor. Mm-hmm. He's the guy, when he's facilitating, he gets other guys on that roster going. Yeah, there'll Duke, be the rest of the team was off. Making him score and not letting him set anyone up is the reason that the team was able to be so far ahead for so much of the game mm-hmm. the one thing i will say is I, I, I think i would have rather mark mitchell take him because having like jeremy was our scorer that night and for him to have to play both ends of the floor i mean he was gassed at the end of the game man like he was tired and because he, he had he had to play he had to play appleby and it wasn't like he was just letting him by like he was trying to defend him and he actually did a decent job defending him in the second half hats off to him First half, it looked ugly. In the second half, he really did lock him up a little bit. And he wasn't scoring in the second half. Right. And that's what I mean. Like, that that's one of those situations where if you're the head coach, you're looking at, all right, a guy who is scoring buckets for me right now, he can't be my main defender at the moment. Like, he's got to be somebody. Like, the, the only person I've seen that can really handle that role is Shane Battier, and he's even had Jason Williams. So I, I think it was – I wouldn't say it was a fallacy or bad move on John's part – to have Jeremy guarding him the whole game the way he did. But I just, I, I think I would have, like, Mark Mitchell got switched off on him a couple of times and he did a great job on him. Maybe it's just because of the switch. If he had to guard him the entire game, maybe he wouldn't have done so well. But I just, I just think I would have rather have seen somebody else who wasn't responsible for scoring on, on Appleby. 
Yeah, the other guy I want to give a shout-out to again is uh, Theric Lively. I feel like every single game for the last couple, you know, week or two, uh, he just continues to get better. Mm-hmm. And it's gotten to the point, uh, AC, where it's like, we're getting mad at John for not having him in in the right situation. Yeah, yeah. Five of six of their buckets in the last three minutes of that game came from the interior. I think I know a guy on the sitting on the bench with a towel on his shoulder who probably could have done something about at least three of those buckets. And I, 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 at this point, man, I don't I don't know why he's being held out <clears throat> at the end of games. Like the the minutes distribution is starting to favor him over Ryan Young. He had twenty one. Ryan Young had nineteen. I think we're going to start seeing that trend up a little bit, even with Derek Lively in foul trouble. He still got a fair amount of minutes, and if he played at the end of that game, if he played during those stretches towards the end, he would have had even more minutes than Ryan Young. You know what I mean? So, like Ryan Ryan Young at fifteen, I think I think that will I think it'll settle there. It's just not, it's not there yet for whatever reason. I think it'll end up settling there, and I think that's that's better for everyone involved, including Ryan Young. But yeah, man, I w- <laughs> I would have loved to see Derek Lively down the stretch, man. I, I don't think we would have needed to sweat those last couple of minutes if he was in that game. Yeah, and I mean, you know, I, I understand the offense for defense, but I am starting to get the, the sense that it's, oh, it's getting closer. The, the meme's getting closer, Jack, when you're talking about the offense that Ryan Young is giving you because it's certainly not equal to what the defense that Lively is giving you. I mean, relative to Young's defense especially. That's what I mean. Lively can, like, he can score. Young, frankly, cannot really defend mm-hmm. like i have no disrespect for him he's he's a great player he is a great offensive player he is getting attacked on defense every time down really effectively and he's starting to get attacked on offense too they're starting to double down on him they're starting they to drop on him and he's not getting the the easy pump fake buckets that he's been getting all season I mean, he's he's able to pass out of that for the most part and he's he's still able to create points even if they're not for himself. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, I, I kind of I I'm at the point, and I have been for most of the year, as we all know. I'm at the point where lively, I think, is the guy to start if you want to put a big next to flip. Absolutely. Not that Absolutely. I haven't been there all season. No, no. I mean, you're. Exactly I, I will right. take any and all apologies for the lively slander. <laughs> the Casey Sanders slander. Casey Slanders. <laughs> well, I mean, here's the thing, and to, to kind of point on that a little bit is, you know, the people that were bashing Lively early in the season, you know, we kind of predicted that if he had a Mark Williams-like revelation, where Mark Williams was really what was in like the last five or six games of his mm-hmm. freshman last year. Six. Right. It, it was kind of like, if you got to that point halfway through, here he is. So... Now it's like, and he's only trajectory, like his trajectory is continuing to go up. So, you know, we'll see what happens Saturday. But to me, it's like, okay, you're getting what we thought we would get from him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's kind of at the same rate, at the same pace that we thought we would get it. Like, this is where we are in the season. You know, we're 11 games into the ACC slate. We got, what, seven games left, uh, nine games left. Mm-hmm. And, we're kind of getting the lively that we 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 hope to get, and if you cut down on some of those fouls, then all of a sudden, like we're going to be a force to be reckoned with. Like it may have some bumpy turbulence going forward, but 
you know, it's it's already night and day from where it was ten games ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it absolutely. Like, I would like to remind everyone that Mark Williams barely played at the beginning of his freshman year. So if we're doing the Mark trajectory, Lively's been playing the whole way. Yeah. He's going to get there, and he's going to be able to be way more productive. It went from Mark getting literally not playing the first game of the season, I don't think, against Coppin State, whatever it was, to potentially being a first-round pick if he decided not to come back for his sophomore year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Lively's going to be okay. Yeah. No, he's gonna be just fine. He'll be in the draft. He'll be in the first round. Like they had scouts had to love seeing him hit that three last game, but I mean he didn't have one against Wake. But I mean it's again like the shot looks good. It does. It does. The mechanics and, are good, and it's something that he he was known to have. Like that's yeah, that's he the did cool nice thing about it. Lot. Right. But again, like we're talking about like the points from Ryan Young and stuff. Like Ryan Young had nine, Lively had seven. You know what I mean? Like it's all all of it is starting to even out. So I think I think we are going to see Ryan Young settle into that fifteen minute a game role, and we're going to see Lively spike himself up into the twenty twenty five minute range, which we talked about before the season. Which that's where this team is going to be at their peak if he's there. The one thing I wanted to point out was the minutes between Grandis and Blakes and shoot, like yeah, twenty two minutes between them and. 10 8 and 4 you know what i mean like that that whole thing is starting to it's starting to to take shape with i, th- I think grandison is going to be the one to get those minutes but yeah. i think shooting and blakes are going to be battling because blakes is just losing minutes game after game yeah i mean two things one i just want to point out that someone's got to fix that face mask for for blakes uh, i can't see what did custom watch. made for him and it's falling I off mean, his face he, he, like, I, I can't sit here watching like he's trying to play defense and fix the Face, fix the face mask mid-play. Like, that has yeah. to stop. Um, so I kind of feel bad for him. But the other thing is, you know, Saturday night, I, I don't expect to see shoot touch the floor. I, no. no. No, there's no reason but to. Not, no. not for a second. Unless, we, unless, you know, there's a blowout one way or another. Right. Um, I, I don't particularly see There will not be a blowout. No, but like, I, don't, I don't see him even sniffing the floor. No, he shouldn't. I mean, there were, he he had a lot of defensive lapses last game against Wake, a good a good offensive team playing another good offensive team. He they they ran a play for him that he just completely whiffed on, had no idea what to do, and John pulled him after that. Jeremy even looked over at John like, "What, what is going on, bro?" Like, you know what I mean? Like it was like he's just he's just not there yet. Now, do I want to see him get a couple of minutes here and there in certain games? Sure, absolutely. Let him do his thing and and get acclimated and and try to get some time and earn a little bit of time on the floor. No problem with that. But the the I think the sentiment of he's the savior of this team, I think that needs to just stop. I think it needs to stop. It, it's hard for someone on scout team to adjust to playing with the guys. Right. Like with, with the rotational pieces. Right. On it, top of, he's just like, the comparisons to him and John Shires, they, they, they were totally different. He's more like on totally Andre Dawkins, for being honest. Yeah, him and John were on totally different planets when it came to who they were as basketball players at the time when they came out of high school. I know people fell in love with the mixtapes and stuff. Like You cannot keep looking at these mixtapes and, and predict success for these guys in college, man. Like You have to actually watch some of their games and stuff and see what they're actually doing. Because if you did, you would have seen that he's going to have a slow trajectory here at Duke. And if he sticks it out of Duke, he's going to be fine here. He's going to learn a lot under John Shire. He's, and I think he will stick it out. I, I, this, I think everything that's being heaped on top of this kid, it's not fair to him. And it's not fair for the rest of the team because the other guys on the floor are doing more and better than him. Do people forget the first two years after JJ left and how that team looked? 
people, people have short memories. <laughs> people have very, have short, very short memories. memories. I, was I was in elementary school, but I remember it. That was rough. <laughs> and you know who good. was you know who was the uh, you know who was the two guard on those teams? Double you know Jack. Who was having a very rough time? Tell Jack. Who was Shire? Yeah. Come on, you guys. Shoot is not going to be senior year Shire right off the bat. I don't no. think he'll ever be senior year Shire. It's not going to be freshman year Shire. He's not even that. Freshman year Shire. I mean, really freshman year played. He, he, Shire, Shire, he played. He Shire really Shire struggled. Like, John Shire was a 2,000 point scorer. Like, it's just not going <laughs> to happen for shoot. And yeah. It's not a disrespect to him. It's just that Shire, Shire is one of the more under. Like, when you start talking about players mm-hmm. that you can argue, and we've had this argument um, in the offseason multiple times, like, who would be the next guy to have his jersey retired? He's on the short list, like the three or mm-hmm. four guys. He's on that short list. I think if he won the Wooden Award, he would have gotten it. I think so. If he if he wins a national title at Duke as a coach, he'll get his number up there, or his name or something. He'll get some well, kind of recognition. His, but that's his decision at this point. I think I don't think he's going to retire his own number. <laughs> no, I mean he, I don't, I don't, I don't somebody. I mean, it would be nice for Nina or somebody to to pay homage to the guy. K K. If K says do it, he'll do it. But of course, yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, so let's let's talk Carolina here. That's what I want to do. This is what this podcast <laughs> is all about. So we got obviously a huge game. I could do that North Carolina right now. Thank you, Roy. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Roy came reminder that he took the job two days later. <laughs> he did. Uh, of course, yeah. he did. He, he, well, that just kind of goes to show you, like he's completely full of shit. Like, hey, I, you think he'll be at the game? Yes. He's been in every other away game. He's he's at game he's at high school. He goes to high school games. He's been the rec league games that his guys are playing in. I mean, I'm sure he he's gotta be there, right? Uh, he'll, he'll be, be there, there in, in, in his sweater, you know, doing that stupid <laughs> fake clap, pretending to cry. He'll do all that. Um so right now, um, you know, Carolina's four and one in their last five, Duke is three and two. Uh when you look at like statistically, we're kind of even across the board. Um mm-hmm. And yeah, but so, Carolina's zero and one against former K assistants. Get them, get them. Zero and one. Zero and two. Zero and two. <laughs> yeah, they got swept they by did. Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, they got swept. I met, sorry, I was referring to the last five. Okay. My bad. We give Cable his flowers, yeah. baby. He oh, got the sweep. Cape's undefeated against Carolina or <laughs> Hubert's winless against Pitt. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so let's get let's get this thing off the board here. Um, I kind of want to start out with the coaching matchup. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously Hubert Davis was in the same shoes that John Shire is in right now. So with that, you kind of give the edge to Hubert, right? Um, and you kind of walk me through, because when I watched the end of the pit game last night, I said, you know, that was a bad decision by Hubert Davis. That was a bad, mm-hmm. like, first of all, he didn't even draw up the play. Let's, let's get that out there. I don't yeah. know if you noticed, but John Shire drew up his own play. season is that stupid play he drew up on the Sports Illustrated cover. Oh, you he mean didn't the one that Dino it. did? Yeah, he didn't even yeah, draw the, that. The, the graphic designer. Yeah, the one, the one that was on. Uh, no, Dino drew that play. 40 years, 40 <laughs> yeah. years ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the four corners. <laughs> like, what? Such a stupid cover. Continue. No. That was the <laughs> definition of a stupid thing to do, man. Unnecessary <laughs> expectations on a team that was not going to meet them. <laughs> people forget. Like, people did not seriously think that Manic was as integral as he was to that team's success. Uh, I mean, I, I, I've been saying that for the last almost 10 months, that, mm-hmm. that that's the case. But here we are. Um, so, AC, we'll kind of start out with uh, John Shire and Hubert Davis. Kind of give me your coaching breakdown since you're the coach on the floor. Honestly, I think 
I, th- I think John is the better coach, but I think Hubert is more. Yeah, he, he's he's more. I, I guess he's more of the veteran. I guess is the best way to put it. Like he's been, obviously he's been through this. He he went through it. You know, four games last season or three games last season against Duke, and you know, hate to say it, had some success there. You know, relying on his players, and he's going to do the same thing on Saturday. Like he's going to rely on. Baycott and Caleb Love and Nance to do what they do and RJ Davis. And, like he's gonna and, let them and do the refs. Thing. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Like he he, he is not going his, to do anything to players. affect the game. Right. He's he's all he's gonna do to affect the game is get out of the way. Sometimes there's there's some merit to that. You know what I mean? Like we've we've seen these Duke Carolina games and how they go and like you know, the fourteen fifteen game is a prime example of this where K even after Such the game, K was like you know, I, I threw away the playbook and just let the players play like something like and so I, I want to see if John has that feel or if he's going to overcoach this game because it's his first Duke Carolina game as the head coach. You know, he's he's obviously been through as a player. He's been through it multiple times as an assistant. So, you know, maybe, maybe you know, maybe he does have enough wisdom there to just let things happen the way they're going to happen. But, you know, he has overcoached his team in the past in the, the past few games at times. And I just I, just, I want to see if. He just lets these guys just go to work at you know when when it's crunch time in this game because that's that's going to be something that is very important. Now the fact the way he draws plays up and stuff that will also be important at times. And I think if it is a close game, then I like John more than I like Hubert for sure because you know all it takes is a draw up out of a baseline out of bounds play or a sideline out of bounds play or you know a, a little set for flip or something or the little slice play that we ran last game against Wake that was just beautiful like. You know, those little nuances that John has and John plays up in the moment are really I mean, he's he that's veteran coach shit right there. That he's just really, really shown his ass with. But I mean, you know, we'll see we'll see what happens just with with how these players play the game. And, and is John going to be nervous or not? He's definitely going to be nervous. And I think that that first five minutes of the game is going to be to me is going to set the, the tone for the entire thing. And I, I could certainly see a scenario where. Our young guys are extremely nervous. We have a propensity to turn it over when when we're not sure of ourselves, and they can you know come in here licking their chops, and you know they're not ranked. They're a preseason one. They have had success against us in Cameron, so I can see them you know kind of coming out thumbs and blazing early. And how does John handle it? You know, not just the player, mm-hmm. but how does John handle the emotion of it? You know, that's kind of where Kay was great, right? Where you know John can arguably be said that he's better X's and O's, but Kay was the master at the emotional intelligence part of it. Mm-hmm. And so I want to see, you know, that first five minutes, we don't hit a couple shots. What do our players do? How does John react? Does he call an early timeout? Does he get on the ref? Does he get on his players? How does he manage that? How does he manage halftime? Mm-hmm. You know, th- those sorts of things are, are going to be what I'm looking for, because I feel like for Carolina, this is a game they're going to come in and, 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 be it right or wrong, I, I think that they're going to play with nothing to lose. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, that's 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 how they play, man. And one of the, one of the things about Carolina, man, they just they we're going to have to make them play our game, and right. that's another thing I want to see. Can John can John force Carolina to slow the ball down? Like Pitt did that last night. Carolina only got sixty seven possessions last game against Pitt, and it cost them. They're a team that averages 73 possessions. We're a team that averages about 67 possessions. And that's where our last three games, we have hit that mark, except for the Wake game where we, we played 72 possessions. We played up with Wake. So we're either going to have to play up with Carolina, which I don't like us having to do that, 
I'd rather see us slow them down more, you know, get that game into a 70 possession game or so, because I, I like our efficiency better. They are not an efficient team. They're not efficient from two. They're not efficient from three. And they turn the ball over. Yeah, I mean, Jack, I mean, how do you feel about this? Because I I, I can see it going multiple ways here. And I, I'm, a little, I'm a little bit nervous for, for John to play frankly. I'm nervous, but I want to see the first five minutes before I actually make an emotional assessment for myself even. I, I want to see zone run because, like AC said, Carolina is incredibly inefficient from two and three. But if you go zone, you limit that penetration and that ability to get to the hoop, even really for Baycott. I think the zone would take him out of it a little bit. You force you, Caleb Love to chuck up bad shots. The Maybe one caveat. Get Dontrez so, Styles in there, and rebounds. then he'll just commit four fouls. Yeah. That one caveat with the zone is the rebounding and Baycott. Baycott, oh, Baycott will. Yeah. He will absolutely kill us. He's never gone up against a Lively before. He hasn't, but Lively, we've seen this season. Lively has not been great defending post players one-on-one. Like 1v1 on post players, he hasn't been great with it this season. Even even during the stretch where he's he's been much better, he's still getting into foul, foul trouble a lot trying to guard guys 1v1. Do you His see timing on the blocks and stuff is off? Yo, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was actually going to ask you kind of on that. Like, I, I'm not even going to try to switch it to player matchups here because do you kind of see if we go man that flip would start on on Baycott and then yes. you move lively against Nance? That to me makes a lot of sense. And then yeah. the other thing I would do is move Mitchell to Love. Give me Mitchell uh, on Love all day. And then I would put I put Mitchell on Davis. I put Parker on. Weezy Black, what Roach I'm putting played, Proctor on Davis. Okay, and then you have uh, uh, Roach and Leaky then? Yeah, yeah. Okay. When we need Jeremy scoring. We just talked about it with this weight game. We need Jeremy scoring. He sh- the, past, the past two and a half years, he has not defended their guards well at all. Yep. It's a you know, simple fact of the matter. When we did put him on Leaky last year and let AJ and Wendell guard their backcourt, we were we were winning the games double figures both at Carolina and at Duke, so I, I I'm I'm of the mind where I don't want I, I want Jeremy to be able to score because we're going to need it and we've already seen he has struggled guarding Caleb Love and R J Davis and Caleb Love is going to lick his chops if he has Jeremy Roach on him again because that's the yeah. one player that Caleb Love player, looks, yeah. looks to every season yep. exactly so like Jack said give me Mark Mitchell on Love. Uh, and give me Tyrese. I Proctor said I want Mitchell on Davis. Oh yeah, you did say on Davis. No, I, want, I want Mitchell. Yeah, you on wanted him on Love. Yeah. yeah. Either way, Davis scares me so much more than Caleb Love. Yeah, I've talked I'm about fine. it. Yeah. I I love his game. I think he's a fantastic player. I think he. I mean, if he was a little bit more consistent, I think he'd be an All American. I mm-hmm. I hate that he's on UNC because I honestly do find it so fun watching him play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when when, you, when think, UNC picked him up, I was like, I don't, I don't like that because I like R.J. Davis. I, I like him as a player. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> uh, but I mean, all that aside, I I do I I think I think Mitchell should be on Davis, and I think Proctor on Love is a good matchup. I think Proctor has taken some strides defensively. Mm-hmm. He looks good, and I think that it will throw Love off his game to not have Jeremy on him. Absolutely. Well, regardless of who it is, Mark on him because that length, man, Mark Mitchell has shut down the team's best perimeter players all season, all season. 
And I, I, it's going to continue with this game. It's just a matter of who do we put him on. Like putting him on Leaky Black is a waste unless oh, we're yeah. going to use him to double off on their guards, which eh, I, I don't hate that I would strategy. I prefer to have Mark be the primary on anyone who's right, getting right, doubled. Right, right, right. And that, that's where I'm with it. And, and maybe, and you know what? The thing is, like from from jump to to horn, it's not going to be the same player on these guys throughout the game, aside from subs. Like, you know what I mean? There's, there's going to be times where Mark's on somebody on the perimeter and he's going to be on Leaky or he's going to be on Baycott or somebody else, or Pete Nance even. There's going to be times where, you know, Jeremy is going to be on Love or somebody else. That, that's going to happen for stretches. It is what it is. But I just, I, I don't I don't want Jeremy on their primary ball handlers for the simple fact of he's going to get gassed and he has not had success against those guys in the past. Yeah, and a lot of that's going to be mental at this point. I, mean, I yeah. thought it was mental last year, and so just avoid it altogether and mm-hmm. let him get his rest against Leaky Black. You know, I'm sure Leaky Black will do his normal <laughs> three threes. Uh, oh, where yeah. he, he or some, do a couple shit. twos on the baseline or something stupid. Right. Well, no, I mean, it's just saying like, he doesn't hit threes in any other game, but he'll do it against, right. he'll do it against Duke. He's been I, hitting I, a few this season. No, he's twenty eight percent, which I mean for him is, is, is that's a few. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. That's a right. few. Jack, Jack didn't lie. He said it. Oh, no, I mean, I, I'm, I'm with you. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I mean, it's, I'm not. I'm not even saying like the surge. Like, like that twenty eight percent is extremely high for for Leaky Black. But when yeah. it comes to Duke, he'll hit. He'll go three for five. Of course, of course. Or Demarco Dunn, somebody dumb. It's right. gonna be Dontrez Styles, probably. probably. Wait, is his st- no Styles the one who's falling out the rotation? It is gonna be Dunn. Yeah, yeah. Whichever one, one of them's a, a great shooter, but a foul machine. I think it's done. It's not your boy, uh, Puff Johnson. <laughs> I hate the family. <laughs> but uh, I don't think Jack's wrong yeah, either, though, about going the zone occasionally. I think we will see some zone occasionally. Yeah, if, if, especially if you can make Baycott catch farther out from the bat. Like you make him catch towards the free throw line. We had a lot of success with that last season. And and I hope John was taking notes with that because that's that's a big deal. Make him catch away from the basket. Yeah, and I actually I don't want to see Pete Nance turn into to Manic. So mm-hmm. I think Lively on him is a great matchup. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, when Yon does get subbed in, move him to, to Baycott and you know, Baycott's gonna get his. Um yep. because that's just what's gonna happen. Um but it'll it'll, it'll allow Flip to, to move on to uh, or Mitchell. I mean, it just depends on. Maybe that's when he goes on. When he, I, I, I think know. this is the game where Young guards Nance. I, I, I'd rather see him on Baycott. I don't, I don't, well, I don't like, know. They know each other. They practice against each other. I, 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 I don't. I don't always love that that theory though. Yeah. Because what, what was happening in practice was he was he getting his ass beat by Nance in practice? I don't know. <laughs> it's not one thing like you know what the guy does, but when he when he right. stepped onto the court, it's like all right, you know. Is Caleb Love that much better than Jeremy Roach? No, he's not. But when when right. they line it up against each other, uh, Caleb Love turns into Superman. We saw the familiarity with um, the guy, the guy for Iowa. I can't remember his name now. The center for Iowa that Ryan Young was with him. He was he was crushing Ryan Young. And then you look back at their stats the past couple of seasons, and he did the same thing the past couple of years on him too. Like it's just one of those things. Like I, I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I, I for the mobility sake and just the length of it all, I'd rather see Flip or Mitchell or Lively on Pete Nance and just like let Baycott if Baycott's gonna get his twos and he's if he's gonna get his fifteen rebounds or whatever, let it happen, man. Like yeah. he is so he's not in a, he's not efficient. He's the most in, he's the most inefficient scorer that we've seen in the last fifteen years in ACC basketball. Nothing that he does is efficient, man. He's a terrible free throw shooter. 
He's not efficient on his twos. He he gets a lot of putbacks and clean up and clean up buckets or whatever just because of that's who he is. Like let let him do his. If he's gonna do that down low, cool. I, if he scores thirty and gets fifteen boards, we're we're going to win that game by. 10 points because that means nobody else is scoring on the floor. That means RJ's not hitting threes. That means Caleb Love's not hitting his Caleb Love threes. It means Pete Nance is not doing his thing. If, if Baycott is putting that many buckets up and getting that many shots, like let it happen, man. I mean, they're coming off a game where Davis, sorry, Davis was three for 15. Baycott was three for 10, but then Baycott shot 15 free throws. He made oh, nine. Right. It was still like, that's the issue. Also, I think we're going to have to rotate. I might, I wouldn't be shocked if we saw some Christian Reeves at some point because I think we'll see him at the end of the first half. I think we will see him and end of first half type of deal because um, you know that that Lively will have three, Eon yep. probably will have two, and then you just kind of it's one of those things where you just kind of limit the damage, um, and, and 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 it's just one of those another one where like if you bring a guy like Reeves in, whether he does or doesn't, you know he's going to get whistled for two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure, but five, hey man, he's five fouls and uses as many of them as we can. Yep. The if, it, if it keeps method. flip on the floor, if it keeps lively on the floor, if it keeps Ryan Young on the floor, by all means, like, absolutely, bro. Again, the Theo John method. Mm-hmm. Five mm-hmm. fouls, you're going to mm-hmm. use them. Uh, except in the final four, when you know they call him for we four fouls in three that. in three minutes, which that is just absurd. Absurd. Shades, was, of, um, shades of a Mecca Okafor. Do you? Okay, so do you guys think at all? Um, you know, I know that. Last year there was a lot going on, right? And and you know Paulo talked about. Oh, and about we didn't practice. It. Yeah, well, you know that we too, talked about that already. That was a whole. We, mess. we talked about we talked about Paulo, you know, or Paulo talked about the fact that you know how much stress was was on that game at home, mm-hmm. and you know doing it for for more reasons than to win the game. Do you see this team um, being extremely nervous to maybe avenge that, or just nervous is the, is the first Carolina game? Uh, we haven't even brought up Whitehead. Does Whitehead play? If he's if he's ready, he'll play. We, yeah, he, we, he's ready. I mean, it's, that, yeah. that's to me, it's not even a question. He's ready. Um, do you think I think play? it depends. I think it completely depends on how he's feeling in the time leading up. He's got to. It's again, it's mental. Back yeah, to his foot injury. It's got to be his decision. And I, just I, I don't think you hold him. He's going to want to play. He's right. going to yeah, want to play. Him not wanting to play in his only Duke Carolina game at home. Right, right. And and I don't think you hold him out for the simple fact that it's it's the Carolina game. It's a big game or whatever, and it's going to be high intensity or whatever because the next game is Miami. Then the next right. game is UVA. Like, right. you can't hold him out. So it's like, if he if he is ready, if he is mentally and physically ready to play this game, then you put him in because we need him. Like, we need and, – and you saw against Tech before the injury, he was playing well. Like, he was – He was our best player. He was. He was He was finally doing the things we want to see him do. So – if if he can if he can get back to that place in his mind, man, because this the Duke Carolina game for the past thirty years, forty years, man, almost like whenever freshmen could play, like freshmen have stepped up big in this game, and yeah. obviously, like it's obvious for Duke because we have a bunch of one and done freshmen, like that that trend continues. But even before that, man, Demarcus Nelson, Gerald Henderson, uh, JJ Redick as a freshman, you know what I mean? Lul Ding, uh, just go and the list goes on and on and on, like EB. Yeah, EB, like, like, and it just it just continues like Corey Maggette, like it's just forever. Freshmen have always done well. Austin Rivers, <laughs> and I think it's because <laughs> I, I think Thornton. some of that is because of they they aren't scared. Like they like they haven't lived through the rivalry enough to have to deal with people in Durham talking and people in Chapel Hill where they go all the time talking to them and 
they don't have to deal with that pressure of being there for three or four years. Like I feel like Jeremy Roach is probably going to be the most nervous person on the floor because Jeremy Roach is the that. only is the only one on the roster. Yeah, who has played Carolina? Right. Like Blake so, did not play. Right. No. So I I, th- I think he's going to be the most nervous person on the floor in, the, in that first five minutes. And you're gonna I think you're going to see him. Hopefully he doesn't press. Like hopefully he keeps his keeps his head. Jeremy's a steady kid. Hopefully he keeps his head and doesn't let it bother him. But how could it not? Right. Like. K's, K's game and then the final four like how how could he not have memories of that stuff in his head man going into this game so I think the freshmen are gonna be looking for some get back for for the guys for last year and for Jeremy their team captain this year so I, I think starting the game out you talked about that first five minutes first five minutes is gonna be very freshman laden it's gonna be the freshman playing super intense basketball but we know how this rivalry goes man the first five minutes might set the tone but it, it, the the rest of the game is like this game is all about those ebbs and flows coming in and out of timeouts and coming in and out of halves and stuff like this, this is this is just one of those games we, we've seen more veteran Duke teams get down big in the first half to Carolina at home and then have to mount you know ridiculous comebacks I don't see this team having the ability um to to get down big and then and then make that huge historic one comeback so if they're gonna do it against any UNC team this is the one I mean we sure. yeah. We had a small comeback against Purdue. You know, we had we've had a couple of comebacks in the ACC play now the past few weeks where we've we've brought the game back from decent sized deficits or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, I have swept Carolina. (laughs) Right, right. So I I, I get what you're saying. I absolutely get what you're saying. And I I don't disagree. I don't want to see this team get down double digits. I do not want to see that. Like that is not that will not be fun for anybody. No, but. But I, I think this team can fight out. But I just I don't think this team will get down by double digits for the simple fact that it is a freshman laden squad and a newcomer laden squad that does not has not played through this rivalry and doesn't understand it the way that guys who have played through it for year after year after year understand it. And I don't think they're going to carry that baggage with them. Fair enough. All right. So I think we got to get to our predictions then. I think that we got to do it. We got we got mm-hmm. the elephant in the room here. Uh, AC. <laughs> You kind of uh, have been alluding to what you're going to predict here. So just mm-hmm. go ahead and do it. Just, just rip the Band-Aid off. Tell us what we want to hear. Or don't. We stay, under, we stay undefeated at home. I don't, I don't think we get enough possessions to score enough points to blow them out. However, we do have a coach that was a part of a blowout with this team. Uh, 82 to 50 so i'm gonna do it man i'm gonna do it let's go let's go give me give me duke 80 give me here at 60 let's go i'm going with the blowout oh. baby god damn it let's go wow. <laughs> let's go oh, let's wow. go 80 60 wow. let's go wow wow no. wow i don't care wow. i don't care i'll be wrong i'm, wow. I'm happy to be wrong. Wow. i'll be wrong i don't wow. care jack I'm- 72 68 <laughs> wow I, I i'm a little bit shook now with my pick i'm you're predicting us to win 80 to 60. Jack has a 72 68. If I was going to predict that, that would be a, a, a score. I, I got to do it. I, I don't want to do it. I don't, don't want to do it. Oh my gosh. Don't do it. I don't want to do it, Jack. So don't. <laughs> I got to, I got to, I got to be professional, though. I got to be professional here. I think that we lose this game. Mm. Um, I think that it's going to be a rough first half for this team. Um, I, I I can't look past the fact that we're going to be in serious foul trouble within the first 10 minutes of this game. I think that's going to dictate the entire thing. They're going to have 20 free throws in the first. I mean, look what they did with Wake. I mean, I, I just can't see that trend all of a sudden 
Please continuing um, with them getting every goal and us for whatever reason. I, when I was at that weight game, I've never seen the Duke team get less goals at home in my entire life. That's why I, I, I don't think that that is going to suddenly stop here. I, I think we may on a, a, a comeback in the second half, but I do have us losing this game 70 70 74. I didn't want to mm. do it. I didn't want to do mm. it. I didn't want to. Oof. Ugh. I know. And, and, I, and I hope Sunday morning, and you see that, you know, when we do our recap podcast, I hope mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. that, I'm, that I take, I t- I'll take all the heat. I'll eat all the crow. I'll eat it right here on this podcast for breakfast. But I, I gotta, I gotta, stick, I, I, I gotta stick with what my gut is telling me here. I feel it, man. I feel it. What's what's Roy say about North Carolina right now? That's what Roy said. <laughs> I'm pleased. I love that as a drop. I'm, I'm keeping that as a drop for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's it. That's it. That's what we uh, we have predicted here. AC. Jack, it's all hands-on. Dexter Shashyville is packed. They're yeah. ready to roll. They need to have every single one of them crammed in there. Wild as can be. I want the sweat drip. I want Roy Williams to pass out in the stands. That's what I want to see. <laughs> the sweater's got to come off. It's got to come <laughs> off. I want it completely drenched. Get that old man out of there. Make me eat my words. Go to hell, Carolina. Go to hell, West go Duke. Go to hell, Carolina. Go to hell. Let's go, Duke. Go to hell, Carolina. Go to hell. Let's go, Duke. Hey, guys. Thanks for checking out the Five Point Play podcast. Like, comment, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Also, check us out on Twitter and on Instagram. Five Point Play podcast. Go to hell, Carolina. Go to hell. Let's go, Duke.